I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sportster Show, brought to you by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons, and we're going to have Norman Quarantine on with us in just a second. We're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite on this show, mostly. We're going to talk about some other things, too, news and rumors. But AEW Dynamite was so big. There were so many title changes. There's a new world champion, and maybe a champion that surprises a few people. We've got lots to talk about in respect to that show, so we're going to do that on this episode. We'll talk a little bit about SmackDown and what this tease is. That is happening on Friday night. Is it Bray Wyatt? Could it be something else? Not really sure. Soraya, otherwise known as Paige, she's returned to wrestling. She's going to be part of AEW moving forward. And uh, lots of other things that we can cover here. So we're going to do that on this episode. Don't forget, download, subscribe. Let us know what you think. Go on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. We'd greatly appreciate it. But enjoy this episode of the Sportster Show. We're going to be talking all about AEW Dynamite. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a very, very busy week in the world of professional wrestling, specifically when it comes to AEW, because Wednesday's Dynamite, which might go down as the biggest Dynamite in history for AEW, came and went, and there were multiple title changes, a return, well, more like a debut in AEW, and we're going to be talking about all of that, plus some rumors and news and speculation with Norman Quarantine from the Sportser and myself, Jim Parsons. Norman, how are you? Good, man. Good. Did you like that intro? Yeah, loved it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk Dynamite first uh, because it's a big deal. Uh, everything that we assumed would happen in our predictions did not come true. Uh, we did not know what to expect from the AEW World Championship final match of the Grand Slam tournament, and John Moxley has won the AEW Championship. Is this now three for him? Yeah, the first, yeah. The interim and this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, okay. so the interim counts, I guess. So yeah, it's his third. He begins his third reign. First third ever, well, sorry, first ever third time, three-time AEW champion. I think he was also the first ever two-time AEW champion. Um, and then CM Punk was the second <laughs> uh, second ever two-time AEW champion. But uh, 
more on that later, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about CM Punk a little bit down here in the show for people that are, are curious about what's happening with him. They're just going to have to stay tuned for a minute, but let's, let's talk about Moxley. Both you and I thought that Brian Danielson was going to win this thing. Mm. There was some chatter that, or we had at least said, man, what's the health situation like? What happens if he wins the title? What happens if he get injured? Uh, Cause he does have a little bit of an injury history. And we both figured, especially yourself said, well, John Moxley deserves vacation. He was supposed to go on vacation when all the CM Punk stuff happened. He's come back probably just to do what he needs to do. Give a solid favor to AEW, get somebody with that title belt, and then he'll go on vacation. Well, clearly that's not what's happening here. Uh, John Moxley is the AEW champion now, and we assume ain't going anywhere because mm. he's going to need to defend that title. So what is your <clears throat> thought, uh, both on the match and the choice to make John Moxley the champion again? Yeah, it's a really curious decision. Uh, I'm not mad at it. Obviously, I do think John Moxley is, a, you know, he's ostensibly the face of the company, particularly in the absence of people like CM Punk and Kenny Omega. Um, so yeah, I'm not mad at it. It does make sense. I, I I do think he's a draw. I think he's proven that he's a draw. He's proven that he can carry the company when, when you know, everyone else wants to kind of uh, misbehave. He's had a, a heck of a year. I think if we, I think at the end of the year when we look back on it on paper, it's going to be we might look back on it as as one of the one of the best years in the history of wrestling i think um he and this this is all off the back of of uh you know of of rehab as well right you know he completed uh, um you know an addiction treatment program the towards the end of last year um and he's better than he's ever been and so so i'm not not mad i i am surprised though i thought we were going to get a danielson reign i was envisioning that title around danielson's waste it looked good in my mind um so yeah i'm curious to see where they go from here i'm curious to see where danielson goes from here yeah i i'm i know that when you say you're not upset with it upset's mm-hmm. not the right word for me i am disappointed i yeah. i really wanted danielson to carry that torch for a bit i thought that and i mentioned it on the last show that they missed an opportunity to put that title on him a lot sooner and it really would have made sense to do that i also believe that danielson is the type of guy who lets people go over on him way too often and not that John Moxley can't beat Brian Danielson. We know that he certainly can, and it's believable if he does, but having a big win and winning that tournament and carrying the the flag for AEW for a little while and getting to cut those promos as the champion and really kind of be that singles, whether it's a heel or a baby face, I would assume it'd probably be more of a heel um, or a tweener anyway. I really was looking forward to that. I thought mm. that would be fun and entertaining to watch. And, and Danielson is really good when you give him the ball and you give him a chance to run with it. He's mm-hmm. really good. And yeah. so I'm a little disappointed, to be honest. I agree. Yeah. And I think of that, um, that last world title reign he had in WWE, you know, when he was like the planet's champion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought yeah. he put Kofi over, obviously, ultimately. But yeah, I really like, I really enjoyed that reign. That, that was a great heel reign, uh, heel run there. Um, and yeah, I was looking forward to seeing something like that in AEW too. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit. We're going to find out what happens with Moxley here and if the title, I'm assuming, will stick around his waist for a while because they want some consistency there. But at the beginning of the show, another decision that I was super surprised by, uh, Claudio Castagnoli is defending his Ring of Honor championship against Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho wins. He's Mm -hmm. the new Ring of Honor champion. Now, Mm -hmm. there's some give uh, pluses and minuses for me, some pros and cons to this. I think putting the ROH title around Jericho... And for whatever reason in my head, he doesn't seem to fit it. Like mm. he's not really the guy you would expect to be the ROH champion simply mm-hmm. because Chris Jericho is so big time. 
Like he's such a mega star in the world of professional wrestling. And I don't want to say the ROH championship doesn't mean anything, but you kind of don't put your, those two people or those two things in the same category. So it's an interesting right. choice because he's kind of the last guy for me that I would be like, Oh yeah, he's going to go over to ROH. Mm-hmm. He's going to wrestle there. He's going to defend the title. He's carrying around that belt. Then again, he did go to Japan and he has done all that stuff too. So he tries different things. I'm also a little surprised that Castagnoli loses here and quite mm-hmm. cleanly because they're, we're pushing him pretty heavily. I thought he was a mm-hmm. perfect fit for that title. So I was a little shocked by the decision. I thought it was a really good match. And it's an intriguing choice because Jericho brings a lot to the table, but I was a little surprised by that. But what about you? Yeah, I I was surprised too. Um, Jericho doesn't really have any association with Ring of Honor. There's no history there. Um, I would, you know, it's a it's a workhorse title. It's for sort of you know, it's if you look at the list of of champions, it's it's genuinely associated with workhorse wrestlers, and Jericho is that. But yeah, he doesn't really have any association with Ring of Honor, the brand, unlike Claudio. Um, I'm a little, you know, you, I'm not mad at Jericho winning. I think I think they want uh, a huge name to add some sort of clout to that title. Bef- and then maybe having Jericho as Ring of Honor champion is going to make it easier for them to get some sort of TV deal in place for Ring of Honor, since he is a much bigger name. That makes sense. Um, yeah, but then... You know, I feel bad for Claudio because, you know, that run when he won that, it felt like a big deal because, you know, this is a title that he, you know, he, he he debuted in Ring of Honor 17 years ago or something. Right. It's he has a he has a, a much more he has a he has a much more sort of vibrant history with the brand than Jericho, who doesn't have any history with the brand. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm I was a little disappointed, but I can kind of see the. Uh, I can kind of see the cogs moving in Tony Khan's brain regarding that decision. Yeah. I mean, there are, there's a lot of reasons that you can say, Oh yeah, this makes sense for them. And you mentioned a handful of them. I also wonder if the idea here is to kind of piss people off when it mm. comes to the ROH title, because Jericho, like you said, has no association with that promotion whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So if you're a diehard ring of honor fan and a lot of diehard fans watch AEW wrestling, that is kind of like a, Hey, this guy shouldn't have our belt. Right. It's kind of interesting. I am curious to see if that how much he shows up on their television program, how many eyeballs he brings to it. Um, Yeah, it's going to be kind of fun to watch. I am curious to see where Claudio goes next, but I think they're they're smart enough to go, Okay, we've taken this from him so we can give this ball to Jericho, but we're going to find something for him really quickly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm curious if having Jericho on the next Ring of Honor show is going to make more people tune in. I you know i can't i can't imagine that it would but you never know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's hard to say because that audience is i mean i don't know if niche is the word because it's hard to find those those programs it's hard to access that content right um so you really got to be really got to be a wrestling fan and i'm not saying that jericho isn't a draw right obviously he's chris jericho he 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 is obviously a draw like he has been a draw for three more for four decades no well three decades right yeah 90s 20 2000s 2010s so yeah he's in his fourth decade of being a draw mm-hmm. um so yeah i i'm not saying that he's not a draw but and i do think he will add some sort of credibility and some and some sort of clout to that to that belt for sure but yeah i just can't i, I eventually they're gonna have if if like they can't just keep adding bigger names who aren't associated with ring of honor to ring of honor programs because then eventually it's not going to be ring of honor anymore mm-hmm. that's the um, danger right 
Right. And we don't, yeah, because we're going to end up in a, when, you know, like when um, you had Big Show winning the ECW title. I was just going like to say, that. it's like the new and improved ECW. I was doing air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want Ring of Honor to lose what it was. It's history. Yeah. It's your reputation. It's brand. You can't, mm-hmm. you don't want to flood it that way. Uh, let's switch gears again. Let's talk a little bit about the tag team championships. Uh, what we think is you know, a couple weeks too late, but still. Uh, they did it. The acclaimed beat Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and became the new AEW World Tag Team Champions. Is this too late, or is it just as good? The pop that they had, the crowd seemed to be really into it. Not nearly as much as the, at the pay per view where they had the opportunity to do it then, mm. but uh, still, I think fans left happy that that was the title change. The match mm. felt a little off to me. There was something about. Yeah. The injury thing that they were trying to do there where he jumped mm-hmm. off the ropes. It was just weirdly awkward, but yeah, uh, it still worked out uh, for the yeah. acclaimed and they're the new titles holders. I like the decision to put the belts on them. I think that they, they have a great future. Yeah. And they're, I mean, I think they're one of, I mean, they're one of the most over tag teams I've ever seen, right? They're so, so over. They're getting these huge, huge reactions, huge baby face reactions. Um, I think the match, the all out match was way better. And so for them to win off the back of such a good match probably would have been better. I understand the desire to to sort of put the belts on them at Grand Slam in front of uh, in Arthur Ashe. I totally get get that. But yeah, I think I think I probably would have preferred it if they had gone over at, at All Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we had both talked about the idea of calling an audible when you realize that you're staring down the face of a very once in a lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. And they sort of didn't do it. And yeah, we were exactly. kind of like, eh, why would they not do that? But there are yeah. logistical problems with maybe doing that sometimes. I have a question for you that might seem like an odd question. Is it too many title changes on one show? Ring of Honor title changes, heavyweight title changes, tag team title changes. It's a two-hour program. Are you right. throwing on too much in two hours there? Well, I did think that uh, when it was two tag- when it was two title changes in a row, you know, I thought, because, you know, if every match... <laughs> Like, you know, if, if, if every match is a title match, then none of them are title matches, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, maybe. I think, they, I think they just about got away with it. I think, I think they came close to it, big, to, to overdoing it, but didn't quite. Um, yeah, the opener, the opener should, I mean, that's not just another reason why the opener shouldn't have been a title change, I guess. But, you know, um, happy for the acclaimed. Hopefully they have, you know, got FTR sniffing around. So you never know, they could, this could end up being a, a brief, rain i mean i hope it isn't because i think they totally deserve deserve to have a you know a decent rain i love billy gunn being associated with them too someone who knows a little bit about being um in a very over very over tactic just gonna make that comparison it's fitting because the acclaimed is basically this new generation of the new age outlaws yeah like they yeah, i could see they that. came down talked everybody popped for them huge they were supposed to be bad guys but they were just so cool that you you couldn't help but love them and I don't know that the acclaim takes this launch that explodes and, and catapults up in popularity. If Billy Gunn's not with them, this, yeah. the whole scissor me daddy thing is yeah. really that that was the thing. Like they were popular, but this has put them on another entirely other level. And yeah. if you don't have Billy Gunn with you to be able to do the whole scissor me daddy thing, mm-hmm. I don't know that you've got people screaming and cheering like that for this right. team. Right, so- I agree with you. Yeah, Billy Gunn actually did play a pivotal pivotal role in them in the acclaimed getting as over. They were over, but they they're like just super over at the moment. And I think Billy Gunn played a 
a big role in that. I do think that maybe, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch some of the new age outlaw stuff. I don't recall, you know, I think they had some good matches, but um, off the top of my head, I, I, I seem to remember them not delivering in the ring uh, that often, but um, they were certainly very, very over and, and, you know, deserved their spot on that attitude era roster for sure. Yeah. They were more of a talkative tag team with their catchphrases and a couple of crazy matches, like with Mick Foley and uh, Texas or whatever it was, Terry Funk when he was chainsaw Charlie. Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah, that's right. Okay. uh, Final big announcement from AEW on dynamite on Wednesday was Soraya page has debuted in AEW mm-hmm. she's signed mm-hmm. she's all mm-hmm. elite uh mm-hmm. i did not see that coming i didn't expect necessarily that she would go back to wwe or that she would avoid aew but nobody really talked about her for a couple months mm. she was done she was out of her contract and just showed up and mm-hmm. so i think this is really big for AEW. but my question is what's her status like mm. i asked you i messaged you this uh, yesterday i said is she even allowed to wrestle like I don't know if she's medically cleared and it does mm-hmm. sound like that might be the case. The assumption here is that she intends to wrestle. Yeah. Um, so on one hand, if she can't, I don't necessarily love this. I don't know exactly what you do with a Soraya or a page. If she can't wrestle, if yeah. she can wrestle, she adds a huge, huge layer to this women's division, which mm-hmm. whatever reason has not figured itself out over the first right. three years of AEW's tenure. Yeah. So this is a big deal for them if she can wrestle. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's safely and without any issue. But uh, yeah, this is a big deal. What do you think when she showed up? Um, I can't, but when when that music hit, I had I had I kind of I, I had seen a few people sort of mentioning maybe I think Sean Ross Sapp kind of uh, uh, earlier in the day had yeah um, I suppose in the day that day yeah that same day that whispers, same day yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but again, he didn't posit that as a, I know for a fact this is happening. It was more of a kind of little tease. He just kind of shared a little gif, kind of little teaser. Um, yeah, so I I would not have been surprised if she had kind of just decided that she was done with the wrestling world and wanted to pursue other things, right? She's 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 has a movie based on her life. Uh, not a lot of wrestlers can say that. This And it was a well-received movie. I don't know that it made a ton of money, but it, it, didn't, it certainly wasn't a flop. Um, and it was critically like pretty well received as I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a lot of wrestlers can say that she is a, she's kind of got some crossover appeal, right? Um, that's a big get for AEW. I think it's a big get if she, if she can't wrestle, I think she can still contribute something. I think she has just a pure wrestling brain, just growing up in the industry wrestling from such a young age i think people forget how good she was in the ring i i i always thought she was just very tight and just really kind of um far far better than her peers at at, at her in her peak um you know down in nxt and stuff obviously she got overshadowed by the four horse women she came up a little bit before the the women's revolution so she never actually had a run with any of the main women's titles in wwe she did have she was divas champion but she never held a title that was you know the women's title um so yeah she's a big get for AEW, and if she can wrestle again i expect her style to be very different but i don't imagine i don't anticipate her struggling to adapt to a new style uh yeah and i'm looking forward to seeing what she's going to do there were reports today after this debut that wwe had in fact reached out to her again and Mm -hmm. was kind of curious about potentially bringing her back Mm -hmm. now I don't know how accurate that is because if you go back to the history in WWE about 
the amount of hoops that they make you jump through when you've got concussion issues and when you've got spinal issues and you've got some of the things that Paige had, uh, we saw Daniel Bryan with that same thing. He had to sit out and he was threatening to, well, not threatening necessarily, but he wanted to go somewhere else that would clear yeah. him and WWE would not. Um, so does WWE clear Paige mm-hmm. to come back? Sounds like maybe they were thinking about it, but she's going to AEW. So that's a moot point at this uh, stage, but it is curious that, the talk now all of a sudden is that WWE had interest too, and that maybe she chose AEW over WWE. So mm, yeah, I think maybe she's thinking she can help out this women's division, right? Cause if you go back to WWE at this point, not that she'd be overshadowed, but it's a pretty strong division when everybody gets back and is everybody's healthy. Charlotte, Becky Lynch, if Sasha Banks comes back, you know, mm-hmm. Bailey, there's a lot of people in that division. Paige could have worked with many of them or Sarai could have worked with many of them, but we'll see. This should be, yeah. I'm curious to see, how involved she is and if she wrestles or not anything else we should be talking about on dynamite. That was most of the show. I think. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, the obviously Soraya debuting kind of uh, overshadowed that women's fatal four way match, which, um, Oh yeah, there was a match. Yeah, there was a match. <laughs> uh, Tony storm, still the interim champion. Um, we have, uh, yeah, you know, Britt Baker got, got bloodied up again. She, uh, she loves, she loves to get, she loves to just get bloodied up all over the face. I don't know if we're going to go straight into a, a, uh, a pay, a, you know, a Soraya Britt Baker feud, but that's certainly something that I would be interested in seeing. Um, and then we had Jamie Hayter teasing that baby face turn. That's been, looks like it's been on the cards for a few weeks now, and then just complete swerve and solidified her, her, her alliance with Britt Baker. I think that was probably a good move. Um, I don't, th- I love, I love Jamie Hayter. I don't think we're quite ready for that that uh, Britt Baker Jamie Hayter uh, feud like battle, you know, uh, protege turning on mentor situation just yet. But I think when we do, we all we will get it, and it will be and it will be fun. So yeah, yeah. If the plan is to have Sarai and Britt Baker go at it uh, and have a match at some point, then you certainly want that to be your priority. No offense to Jamie Hayter, but she's just not at that level yet. Um, yeah. So if you need a marquee match for a women's division that most people think is a little underwhelming, that's the match you got to go with. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about CM Punk. We teased it at the beginning of the show. Uh, there's been a report and some suggestions, speculation that he is not coming back. That we mm-hmm. we talked about this a little bit and said that I my opinion was I would not bring him back if I was Tony Khan. And there is talk that in the locker room, things are better, not perfect, but better, uh, that there's a lot of happy people with him not around. And while his name wasn't specifically mentioned, I think one source said uh, addition by subtraction and didn't mention who, but the assumption there is it's probably CM Punk not being around does help things. Mm. Are you shocked if this is what happens here? Because we're probably assuming that there's going to be a buyout of his contract if they are officially parting ways does it surprise you at all that it sounds like that may be the case? Um, I think that, I think it's a mu- I think this would be a mutual thing. I think the way I think the way everything's gone down, I don't think CM Punk is going to be the most popular guy in the locker room if he does come back. I think he's going to have to do a lot of not groveling, but a lot of a lot of apologies and, and are going to have to be made. He's going to have to make amends with a few people, um, and I don't think he's really capable of doing that. I don't think I don't think I don't I don't know this for sure. I'd be surprised if CM Punk has ever apologized to anyone in his life. Um, maybe his wife. Yeah, maybe his missus. Yeah, he's a very, he's just a stubborn stubborn guy. And I think you know the way he was in that 
in that press conference, there was a lot of bitterness there. There was a lot of frustration there. I don't think, you know, he's not, he's not going to be happy if it ends like this. I think maybe that, that he might, he might want to sort of set the record straight and go out on a high note. That might be the one thing that, uh, that sort of makes him sort of encourages him to do the right thing. But yeah, I think if it does, if he doesn't come back, I believe it will be a mutual decision. I think that if Punk says to Tony Khan, I want to come back, I think Tony Khan will have him back. Now, whether or not that is the right thing to do, uh, you know, remains to be seen. But um, yeah, I just feel like there's too much money on the table. And, and you know, Tony Khan, I think he he went he went so all in on uh, on Punk. And I, I think he he probably wants to get more of a return on his investment and he's going to really, he, and again, he's, he wants punk to go on a high note. He wants people to remember, he's going to want people to remember punk's AEW run for the right reasons and not for the wrong reasons. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's my, that's where I stand on the situation. At the moment. I think that's fair. I do mm-hmm. wonder if Tony Khan should CM Punk come back to him and say, look, let's figure this out. Like I want to, I want to be in a good position with you guys. I want to be respected within the locker room. I want to, be you know someone that people can look up to if tony khan hears that and says okay well you need to i don't know if tony khan is this guy but he's like you need to do this 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 and this and this and there's no chance in hell like does he have the backbone to say that to cm punk because to me cm punk cannot take the stage at a media conference he cannot get in the ring and not stick his foot in his own mouth Mm. like he's just repeatedly done it over Mm. and over and over again and I'm not sure that he would be able to operate under those restrictions. If Tony mm. Khan said, okay, fine, but you cannot do this. You cannot do this. You cannot do this. And you got to be cool with it. And everybody backstage is going to know that we've had this conversation and we're all working together on it. I don't know that CM Punk operates under those restrictions. I don't know if Tony Khan gives him those restrictions, but I think you need them. Yeah. I, I don't think CM Punk can help himself. The guy yeah. is just too arrogant and there's, the way he talks about and two other people, he just, I can see why he's got so many enemies. Mm. He just does not come across. He's got no social tact whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we need, he, he needs some, uh, some, you know, worked pipe bombs and not, not, shoot, not, no more shoot pipe bombs. And I mean, that being said, right. Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't agree with me. In my opinion, I think once all the dust settles, once all the smoke clears, I think if, and I don't think this would happen because I don't think he wants to go back there. If CM Punk did call Triple H and say, I want to come in, I want one more run in WWE. I feel like they would, I feel like WWE would jump at that. That's my, my personal belief. Even with everything that's gone on, I think they believe, I think they think that they, you know, they could probably rein him in and keep a leash, keep a leash on him for like one more WWE run. Um, that's, so yeah, that's just my opinion. That's the big asterisk for me. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know either of Triple H or Tony Khan. Personally, I don't know how they feel about the way they interact with their talent. I just get this impression that Tony Khan is too big of a mark for his own people. And Triple mm-hmm. H is more of a boss boss, but he's very approachable. Yeah. So I think if CM Punk were to come to him and say, look, can we do this? Triple H says, yes, but mm-hmm. it has to be that way. I don't get the impression that Triple H would shy away from that whatsoever. I think yeah. he would be right in Punk's face. And say, look, if you want to do this, these are the conditions under which we're going to do it. And mm-hmm. here's the money we are willing to offer you to do this. And then CM Punk has a choice. I just don't know if that happens or not. I agree with you, though, that the dust settles and things clear up, that fans would be open to this, that WWE might be open to this. But I think there has to be conditions on that. 
because mm-hmm. uh, like I said, with CM Punk, I even believe if he were to, like you said, try to clear his name or whatever, if all of this goes sideways and he leaves, I'm not sure you can even put him on an interview or a podcast or show without him sticking his foot in his mouth to even try to explain himself. Mm. Like, I just feel like he's going to say something that we're all going to look at me like, that's exactly why they don't like you. Right. right. He just yeah. has that thing about him where he just doesn't quite, he's not reading the room ever. Yeah. And I mean, look, he had so much goodwill after that, after that initial return, after he went at that AEW debut on that rampage, he had so much goodwill and now he has very little left and it takes, that takes some doing. So, I mean, if, if he does come back, I feel like he's going to have to be a heel. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. All right, to close things off today, let's talk a little bit about SmackDown. So we did a show not too recently where we were talking about this White Rabbit and the big promotion for SmackDown, 923, 923, uh, 9.23 p.m., 9.23 Friday, September 23rd. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of buzz being generated about what is going down here at SmackDown. More and more are we seeing just this opinion that it is Bray Wyatt and that, WWE has a deal worked out with him. They are withholding that from everybody else backstage and nobody really knows for sure, but it does sound like this is Wyatt. I don't know. I have no confirmation of that at all. I would be super stoked if it is. Uh, Where do you think since the last time we did the show and now and everything you've heard and read in between those Mm -hmm. few days, are you leaning more towards it bring Bray Wyatt? Or are you thinking that nah, probably isn't him? Yeah, I was like 65%. I'd say I'm probably like 75% now, or maybe 70%. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. I'd say that. Mm. How big is it if this is Bray Wyatt? Um, it's pretty big, man. I mean, he they, they would have to. I, I mean, I trust Triple H to book to book Bray a little bit better than Vince did. Um hopefully they're gonna have to come out of the gate with if he does come back. It's big, but they to, to to keep that momentum going, they have to come out of the gate with something kind of special, like a special, uh, uh, you know, that who 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 his first opponent is, his first feud. This is all like really important stuff because you need to get that bad taste out of people's mouths for that that last run that he had. Which I think I don't know, maybe people have already forgotten. I haven't forgotten. Um, it was pretty. It was it was kind of bad, honestly, and it was not not because of him, just because of how he was booked, right? Um. Yeah, I think people just think of the Hell in a Cell with Rollins and and the Goldberg match and stuff like that. So, if it's huge initially, but you can maintain that that momentum of huge with the right booking and the right opponents. Yeah, I I think if we and we talked about this on the last show, if we're looking at the you know rocking chair uh, out of the the Boondock Swamp kind of uh, Bray Wyatt, I believe mm-hmm. that pushing that character right immediately within three months puts him in the world title picture. Mm. That's how big I think this could be if mm-hmm. it is Bray Wyatt. So mm-hmm. we're going to find out on Friday. Is this a much watch show for you now? I think you had said on the last show that you have other things going on, so you won't get a chance to watch it. But as a general public from the outside, looking at these things, if you're a, a just a typical wrestling fan is Friday's show must watch. Yeah, I'd say it's a must watch. If I didn't already have tickets to go see Ty West's Pearl, then uh, I would be watching it at home. But Saturday, I already bought the tickets, you know, so I got to go see this movie. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> it's it, it, hopefully it's a really good movie and you have to turn your phone off while you're in the theater. Yeah. So th- there's no chance that you're going to have that experience ruined for you. It's just a trick about whether or not you can keep your phone off on the way home. And you know what? Like the movie starts at like 5.15. So I don't know, maybe I'll get home and maybe I'll get home in time just to catch it if it's at the end. But I don't know. Well, who's, who knows? Yeah. 
Well, anyway, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we wanted to talk about AEW because that was such a big show on Wednesday and so much happened. It will be very interesting to see where they move forward with this. You've got new champions all over the place in AEW. So I'm curious to see what happens. But Norman, thank you. Uh, we're going to call it there for this episode. For everybody else, uh, check out thesportster.com. All of the news and rumors, articles, everything that we're talking about on this show is in article form on that website. So you can check it out. If you want to download and subscribe to this podcast, you can do so. Giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts would be hugely helpful for us. And until next time, whatever topic it is we choose to talk about, whatever hits us in the face, because there's always a big story in the rest in the wrestling world, we're going to get there. Norman, thank you very much. Take care, everybody else. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.